Are you a real estate investor looking to sharpen your skills or a newbie looking to become one? You're in the right place. Welcome to Where Should I Invest? Real Estate Investing in Canada with your host, Sarah Larby. Hey guys, welcome back to another special episode and all of your emails and all of your messages. I want to say thank you, by the way, for giving me the feedback on this type of interview that you guys like better. You like to hear the real shit. So I've got Gary back and, uh, and I know you guys enjoyed hearing Gary a few weeks back and you know, again, we're drinking some wine. These are our opinions, but at the end of the day, we're not going to sugarcoat anything. We're going to share some of our own opinions as we are at our cottages. And I'm going to say, I'm at my cottage. Yeah, I got my chef to make my food. So I'm not necessarily using the, the supplies that are up here, but hey, it's my cottage. I'm allowed to be here if I want. And Trudeau clearly bends his own rules. Anyways, Gary, welcome to the show. Exactly. As soon as I saw you put that uh, that post there on Instagram, I was like, you know what? I'm going to my cottage. Here. Listen, I pay taxes up here, right? Yeah. I got I to look after the property and I am being responsible. I'm not coming up here and I'm not purchasing anything. I'm taking everything from where I live and, and, and bringing it up, right? And then everybody up here has been cool with it too, so. Absolutely. I think that's the th that's the thing is like sometimes people give us a bad names. I was reading somewhere that there was a guy that like went to, I can't remember where it was in the core of those, but he went to a grocery store and it was like 1500 bucks later. I get that that sucks. Like we aren't going to do that, but we should be allowed where we pay a mortgage, a ta like taxes, all of the utilities to be able to go where we want. And, you know, mentally it's nice to switch it up once in a while. We're <laughs> mm -hmm. in Marshall. We are in martial law right now. You can call it what you want. It's this martial law. It's insane. Insane. So here's the thing. Okay. So I will say like my friends that had COVID and their mom had COVID, she passed away. So like, I know this is a real thing and this really sucks. Yeah, for sure. And, but at the end of the day too, there's certain extremes, like all the stuff that we're seeing on the news and I don't know how you feel about it, but like that $800 fine for like a family with three kids rollerblading, like, come on. I know. I saw that. That, that, that was ridiculous. It, it really is. And especially, you know, people need to get outdoors. They need to be able to exercise. You need to get, be able to get some fresh air. It's, it's not good being cooped up in your home all day. You need to get out. But obviously, you know, do it responsibly, which I think that that, uh, that family was. There was nobody around them. It was just him and his, and his three, three boys and uh, just trying to get some exercise. So I think that's, uh, I think that was a little extreme, a little ridiculous, right? And uh, I think people are, are just kind of just, you know, taking it too far, right? And, and I get it. I understand that, yes, we're here. We want to try and, and save lives. Look, I think any loss of life is, one is too many, whether it's a car accident, whether it's malpractice, whether it's heart disease, whether it's diabetes, it doesn't matter what it is. One life is too much, but the other end of the scale, you also have to take into consideration other people that are that are healthy and they got to continue to remain healthy. And, and how else are they, they going to be able to do that than by getting out, getting the fresh air, getting the vitamin D that they need, right? So um, you, know, you got to be careful there, I think. Have you, so I was Googling the other day, yeah. how many suicides there have been, and I couldn't find the answer, and I, I guess I didn't Google hard enough, but here's the thing, mental health is going to take a toll, like, and I think we talked about it last time, I don't know if it was recorded or not, but this is a test on mental strength, more than anything, Absolutely. like, it's going to be tough, because at the end of the day, I mean, there's a lot of people that are already suffering, 
you know, is this the right way? Like, and you look at Sweden and you look at countries that are not as draconian. I don't know if that's the way that you put it. Cause, uh, you know, that lawyer that was doing the chin-ups in the park, like he got a ticket for that. Like, why does he get a ticket for trying to work out in the park by himself? Like, I mean, you know, he was a lawyer and I'm sure he'll have fun fighting it, but I don't know. Like it's, it's just, it's just, it is. It, did we, did we already do the disclaimer that we might go offside a little bit today? Yeah, we're totally going offside guys. These are just my opinions. <laughs> like don't take anything like without doing your own research. And again, we're allowed to share. It's like free speech. We're allowed to share our opinions and like, we're not going to sugarcoat anything. At the end of the day, I think people, enjoy the conversations where there's no bullshit and we're sharing our opinions and you know like you may or may not agree and that's totally cool like i think it's great to see all different sides of of the equation like it's not i don't know I, like i think part of us is like being controlled by the government and i think part of us is like we probably should be doing this because it's a, a shitty disease and like i know somebody that died from it but at the end of the day do we all know somebody that died from a heart attack or like, you know, yes, absolutely. Like there's other things too. I don't, I'm still torn, you know? Yeah. And, and listen, and so am I. And, and the thing is again, right. If you start taking a look at some of the stats and I've taken a look at some of it, I, I don't recall all the numbers, but I mean, when you start taking a look at like car accidents, like a million people die every year worldwide from car accidents. So then what do you do? Do you then change the speed limit to five kilometers an hour so that nobody dies? Well, then you're not going to be able to, 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 to get anywhere as fast as you need to, right? So yes, I understand you to put some safety measures in, and, and I don't know if it makes sense, again, to destroy the economy because we may have talked about this last time, but my, my big concern that I have is that What's going to happen when we do come out of this? What's going to happen when businesses can't reopen? You know, I had a conversation yesterday with uh, my insurance broker because I had to make some changes to my insurance. And then uh, we, were, we were talking. We were talking just as, as open as we are talking right now, Sarah. And uh, she said, Gary, listen, there are restaurants and businesses that we insure that have already called and told us that they are not reopening. Like, they're done. And so... I also heard another study, I think it's probably maybe 10%. And those are probably just people that they've talked to or people that have actually confirmed that they're not going to reopen. What is that number going to look like a month from now, two months from now, three months from now? And especially when you start hearing, you know, how long the government is talking about potentially keeping us, you know, locked in indoors, right? And the cure could potentially be worse than the actual virus itself. That's the concern that I have. Yes, I, I do believe that people that have set themselves up properly for something as major as this will, will be fine. Yes, you're going to see a, a large transfer of wealth, and it's going to be the largest transfer of wealth you've ever seen. But it's sad to see where hard-working families, business owners, entrepreneurs are going to be completely blown away by something like this, and then now going to have to potentially depend on government handout. But yes, I know, I, I know now is a time about mindset. I know that people are going to be able to, you know, succeed in this and, and do well, but it, it's going to be sad to see the other side of the fence where those other families just aren't going to be able to, you know, succeed in this. Cause look, think about, you know, people that invest in real estate. Yes. I think for the most part, most of us are going to do well. We're going to be able to weather the storm. You know, if we get, if you bought homes right for cash flow, but a lot of people don't invest in real estate. A lot of people just are entrepreneurs and, and they are at times paycheck to paycheck or, you know, maybe they have two or three months saved up, but they don't have the wealth 
that you know many investors have that have been doing this for a number of years to sustain this type of a, a you know hurricane. I know that's the biggest thing. It's just okay. So here's the thing, because like we're in real estate, we have equity in the houses, like we're refinancing a couple, and we have the advanceable mortgages, so you can unlock those. And essentially, with advanceable mortgages, my mortgage broker, she's brilliant. She was mm. like basically saying, if you unlock, here's the thing, we're not in this situation, but just as tips for other investors, if you unlock your advanceable mortgages, like Scotia has one that's called STEP and like RBC has other ones. And essentially what it means in an advanceable mortgage is if you put a dollar in that counts towards principal, like you know how there's principal and interest on your mortgage payments, it opens yeah. the dollar lock. So essentially you just call your branch or you go into your branch and then they, they give you that money that's accumulated, accumulated over time and you can have your mortgage payments come out of that. And then they essentially the principal portion goes back into that HELOC. So your mortgage payments, essentially, you're going you're gonna to pay interest, if anything, for the time that you need. So like, I think that was actually brilliant. Instead of like deferring your mortgages, you could actually use your advanceable. Not every lender has that, but the ones that do and the ones that you put yourself on that, on that plan, it is brilliant. This is why you use a mortgage. Yeah, absolutely. But, but just to go back to your point, absolutely, there's going to be people that are just not going to come back from this and that's just unfortunate and this is why like yes there's a lot of crap going on in real estate right now and you hear a lot of stories about tenant strikes and like the shitty parts of it but yeah. like we i don't want to like here's the thing if this goes on for six months we're still fine right and so like because we're in real estate because we have built this for the last seven, eight years because we don't live paycheck to paycheck. And I think it's like, it's all about planning, but the real estate piece allows us to be able to say like, we don't need the government. We don't need the CERB. Like, and we also bought cash flow. Like we didn't ever buy on appreciation where our tenants had rent that was like lower than all our expenses. And I think that was a big piece of it as well. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't no. know. Yeah, yeah it, it is. It's going to be a very interesting time. Now, to kind of, I guess, maybe move to a little bit more of a positive side. And we can go back to the negative side. I do like both sides of it. I like both sides. It's the realistic part. Of it. Yeah. And so I think for people that are listening and they're trying to figure out how to cope with this or how to how to see how they're going to get out of the situation that, you know, that that the whole world is in right now. I think the sooner you can understand that the industrial age is gone and that we are now moving into the information age, I think that will make things so much easier. And so I've seen what you guys are doing and we're doing it as well too, is where, and I mean, we've been doing it for a number of years now, is, is moving more online and strategizing and, and getting people to know who we are from an online standpoint. Because I guarantee you're gonna see a lot of companies not go back or, or take a look at, proper to the um, leases that they've got downtown. So let's say now they're renting like a, you know, like a three or four property downtown on Bay Street, let's say, for example, and they're paying, I don't even know what they're paying, 100,000, 200,000, whatever it is. They may say, hey, look, we've got 30 employees that are working from home and our business is running smooth. So why should we go back and, and put those employees into those office spaces? There's, there's just no point, right? And I, I think- that yeah, and, and that's why I think you're going to see the industrial age start to slowly go away. And, uh, and that's just, it just, it's just going to be a huge transformation. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. no different than when you kind of go back to when we did go into the industrial age. 
that was a huge change for for people back then. And I think this is what's going to happen now. Because listen, I honestly believe that the the old world is not coming back. Not how it used to be. Parts of it will come back, but not all of it, guaranteed. Hundred um, percent. I, I I was yeah, and and I guarantee. I think the last time we talked about this too, we were talking about um, uh, the network that was a G five. The G5 network. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay, we we're talking about that. So look, I guarantee it that you're going to probably see in the next, say, six months to a year, where now they're going to start tracking us and giving us color statuses, saying you're either green, yellow, or red. Based Meaning on what? Based on where were you? Where did you go? Where did you travel? Who have you been in contact with? Because they're doing that over in China already. And so... Again, when you're in a lockdown like this, you know, would you not want the government to come up with something to say, hey, look, I don't want to be locked down like this. Give me anything. And it's sure, no problem. We'll give you a color status. So then now if you want to travel somewhere and you've been somewhere else, they may say, hey, look, you, you can't go over here. You can't go there. You can't travel there because you've been in a particular area that's high prone to coronavirus or the flu, whatever it is that may come down the road. And that I won't be surprised if that happens. That is a whole other extreme of control. I'm not good with control in general. I really am not with people having yeah. control over me. I like to be in control of myself. Yeah. But it's going to be hard. So I can see the, like, the later generations, like Gen Zs or like, you know, whoever gets born now that could, like if it's their new normal, they're fine with it. But I can't see us all being like sheep and going ahead with it. You know, one of the things that I have a problem with right now and people like, please, this is just my opinion. So like, don't write me hate letters, but why are are we not questioning stuff more? Like, why are we just acting like sheep and not questioning? Okay. I get this is like a horrible disease. Fine. But aside from that, there's a lot of other shit going on. Like, why are we not questioning any of this other stuff? Well, look, I think you're starting to see people now starting to question it. I can, I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it come through a little bit more on the social media. I'm starting to see stuff come through more, a lot, on WhatsApp. I think maybe people think that this is a bit more of a secure channel, you know, okay. even though it's controlled by Facebook. But, but I am. I'm starting to see a lot of uh, more conspiracy theory stuff come through or questioning what the government is doing. I think because it's still fairly new, people are like, okay, look, you know what? I'm going to stay home. I'm going to listen to what the government is saying and, uh, and not disobey. But there will come a time, I think, when it does push the limits of, of people where they get to the point where enough is enough or how long do you impact 95 is probably higher than that 95 percent of the of the world that won't be impacted by this and and again i you know i, I want to choose my words carefully i do care about every single human i don't want anybody to die but is it worth destroying the economy you know for for this when there's so many other diseases heart disease i don't even know what the number is but it's probably like quarter mil maybe even higher than that a year you know, um, again, I'm throwing out numbers, do your fact checks. Cause I don't know what the numbers are, but I guarantee it's probably higher than this. Yeah. I saw an Instagram post that had like all of the stats and how coronavirus was like, mate, we're making it such a big deal and we're going to, we're going to ruin the whole global economy over it. Heart attacks are, you know, up there. Like there's like every other disease that's up there. 
And, and okay, fine. On the other side, people are gonna be like, well, it's because we so, so social isolated and we didn't, you know, we, we made stops and we made rules and regulations that we all abided by. And that's why it wasn't that bad. But really, I don't know. Like, I think the food, like the poison that we put into our mouths is way worse than this Corona is going to be. And again, right. Like it's hard to say because on the other side, I'm like, oh shit. Like I know somebody that died from it. So like that, that sucks too. Mm. But well, it, look at this. Yeah. yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say. I mean, look at this. Listen, my LCBO bill through the roof. <laughs> okay, seriously, I'm like officially in <laughs> for, for my time that I'm in, in social isolation. Like there's yeah. and so okay. So I haven't actually gone anywhere except for shoppers twice and the bank once in the last month. But I've been drinking every day except for two. Because what else yeah. is there? Like, what else is there to do? And at some point, it's just like <laughs> a couple glasses of wine a night. Like, it's, it really is just it. But yeah. why not? But it, it's funny because I was reading an article about how they were like starting to be concerned because these LCBO or just like the liquor store sales were like skyrocketing. So I was reading an article this morning. Yeah, but like it's yeah. gonna be it's gonna be bad. But it's also going to be mental health. It's going to be suicides. It's going to be like it's going to be a, so many other things. And then you have to weigh it. Is it worth keeping people in their homes with anxiety? With like no one's happy. Like, are you happy to be stuck inside for a whole month? Like, not okay. Fine. Maybe one percent of the population is like super happy, but the majority of people are like, "What the fuck, man? I need to get out. I need to be social. I need to see my friends." Like. Right. I don't know. I don't know what the lesser evil is. Yeah. And look, I mean, and the good thing, I mean, at least for myself or even you, I mean, we're we're both in decent shape, good shape. I mean, I work out, I go for runs, but then you got to think of the other people out there that don't, that don't exercise often or don't have the right mindset. Cause I mean, going through something like this, if you don't have the right mindset, it's going to be a huge uphill challenge for a lot of people. You know, it, it really is. But yeah, it's it's tough to really, it is, it's such a touchy subject, it really is, because, you know, we can sit here, we can talk about it, and uh, and say, you know, well, here's what we should do, and here's what we shouldn't do, but I don't know if this is the right decision. To but I don't even want to be, I don't want to be that person either, because here's the thing, I now don't wake up at four anymore, I wake up at, like, quarter to eight, <laughs> <laughs> just enough to roll out of bed and, like, start work at eight. And yeah. I sometimes go to bed at like 12 now, like my schedule I, and I don't work out as much as I used to. So like my whole schedule has shifted. Like nice. I was, I feel like I was in a really good spot before and I'm like, I'm fine. Like whatever. Like I still have a job, like, you know, the income properties are a huge help. Like we're not in a bad situation, but like it ruined my groove that I was in. So like, I'm not going to be like, yeah, I woke up at like five and I went to, went to the gym or I worked out in my basement and like, I read like three books, like bullshit, man. Like, I don't know if you're doing that, Gary, maybe you are, but like, I'm no. realistic. I'm drinking wine and like, I'm okay. I'm okay. But like, am I having as much fun as I used to when I was allowed to do whatever the fuck I want, but before the government started controlling everything? No. Yeah. And here's the thing too, right? So now I'm looking out the window and I know that summer's coming soon. I'm like, I think summer's done. I, I don't see the government. I think I, we were talking about this just before we jumped in the call as well too, where Justin Trudeau came out and said that we may potentially stay on lockdown until there's a vaccine for this. I'm like, I ain't taking no damn vaccine. I know. And, but they're, they're going to find a way to make it mandatory somehow. And that's what I'm worried about. Like, well, think of all these employers, they're like, if you want your employees to be back, 
they have to take this vaccine. So then the employers are going to offer that to the employees as their only option to come out of financial hardship. Like, we're fucked. You know where I think we're also going to be really fucked up, too, is in regards to the amount of money that they're printing. And I think that's going to be a big concern is is inflation now if you're in real estate i think you'll you'll be okay i think this is the best asset to be in obviously is is real estate i don't think my views have changed on that residential residential and residential farmland as well yeah i I think you well i've actually had some conversation with some investors that have student rentals where you know they thought that that was recession proof and they're and they're having some difficulties right now on, on finding students right to, to to move into those properties so that could be a concern there obviously so now you got to make sure that you're in the right asset class within real estate that do that does cash flow but you're right though i, I think you know if you're in a commercial space i think you're going to be hurting again going back to what i said earlier i think the industrial age is gone i don't see all of that coming back however on the good note that can cure the issues that they have with affordable housing I could I could potentially see where home or sorry the um where all the businesses are like TD Bank and some of those large um, yeah the, the corporate buildings yeah the corporate yeah. building that's it that's what I'm looking for the corporate buildings I could see where you're going to see potentially many floors not oh, yeah. renting out anymore yeah and so now I got to figure out what do they do with that right mm-hmm. because I know if I was a company down there renting out that many floors I mean like forget it my company it would now figured it out I can now VPN everything everybody into the servers and they're working fine. And they've also shown now, too, that they're getting way more productivity out of their employees. Well, the other thing, too, is they may they may not even be able to hold on to those, those leases. <laughs> Who knows what's going to happen, right? I mean, a lot of those employers might say, my lease is costing too much money. My employees, like you said, are doing yeah. just as much being home. Let's just do it virtually. Exactly. A lot of it, like, I mean, I used to do these podcasts and I still do on Zoom. I've used Zoom for a while, but like people are now learning about Zoom and they're like, oh, okay, well, you can still get stuff done. (sighs) Yeah. So I think the corporate commercial is going to hurt. I think regardless, people still want to go out and go to like little boutique stores and like have that experience. And there's still going to be some commercial that's going to be okay. I think commercial, like some plants and manufacturing that will still be okay depending on the type of manufacturing i think farmland is going to be good crop growing is going to be good residential here's the thing okay i don't know what your thoughts are on residential but i think a lot of people that are in condos right now are like why am i in a condo i need space i need space in the backyard for the kids for the dog i don't want to take the elevator i think like like single family homes with yards are actually going to do well my just my thoughts maybe not in toronto proper just because it's so expensive or like a very expensive city but the outskirts maybe you're onto something there yeah. maybe what they're what they may potentially maybe part of what they're doing you know because now you don't want to be in a congested area right you don't want to be downtown toronto especially no. with this thing going around you don't want to be downtown new york or manhattan and so maybe here, what, what you'll start seeing people do is start moving more out into the outskirts, moving more into the country, moving more into getting land and, uh, you know, potentially doing their own mini farming. Because I love, I, listen, I, I've always had my own garden and I love it. I love going out, planting my own garden, getting my cucumbers, tomatoes, because it, it tastes way better, uh, you know, when you do it yourself uh, than when you go and you get it at the store. Matt just bought, I'm just laughing and smiling because Matt bought seeds when we bought this property three years ago in our cottage. Yeah. There is like this little back area, like far 
by the fire pit and it was a garden. We never even touched it. But now <laughs> he bought seeds. So I think we're going to like start like, well, I shouldn't say we, he's going to start attempting to garden. It's quite interesting. But I think regardless, the value is going to be in those, in those places with space, with yard, mm -hmm. no elevators, with no fire alarm ringing at three in the morning with a little bit more space. But it's going to also be interesting because are people going to be able to afford that? And how far right. are they going to have to go out before they afford that? Yeah. Now let's talk about, I guess, maybe and what your thoughts are in regards to how do people kind of position themselves moving forward? Because again, I'm really big on history. And listen, I'm not a historian by any means. I'm actually a novice at it. But there's lots of things that I've read and looked into. There's one book, if uh, your listeners haven't read this book yet, it's The, uh, the Creature from Jekyll Island. Never um, incredible book and what it what it talks about is the federal reserve and how it was created and essentially it was i think it was about uh, four or five banks that came together so jp morgan uh, rockefeller the rothschilds and they came together i think it was around 1913 and essentially it was a cartel when they did they came together to try and take out a lot of the other smaller banks these other smaller banks were starting to grow and they, and they ended up taking good like 55 or 56 percent of the market and so they came together to try and, and create the federal reserve to say hey look you guys all now have to uh, adhere to these particular rules right and so really what the federal reserve is all about now is that so then because back then a lot of times the banks would fail and they lose money and they would go bankrupt or whatever the situation was but then now what would happen was that they would then shift the blame onto the people and through some form of uh, taxation or whatever, they were able to then get that money back. And so the Federal Reserve is a cartel. That's really what it is, number one. Number two, if you go back into history and take a look at what they did, and I think it was 1903, JP Morgan took financial education out of the schools. And so that's one of the reasons when you, when you take a look at the schools, why don't they teach kids anything about how a credit report works or what about credit cards, interest rates, simple interest, compound interest. There's a reason why that's not in the schools and it's why? to keep people dumbed down. And so the only reason why we know what we know is because we went out and we searched and we, we try to understand what's happening with inflation and how does currency and fiat currency work. And so once you understand that the dollar is just paper, then you now have to control hard assets. And that's one of the reasons when I woke up back in 2008 was I need to get into something that is going to outpace inflation mm -hmm. and, and, it's, and it's real estate. And it's not even the house itself that's appreciated because the house itself is a depreciating asset. It's the actual land. It's the land that continues to appreciate. And so, you know, that's why they call them landlords. And so people that are in the, the, we're in the situation that we're in, they need to really educate themselves to understand how this all works and what side of the fence you need to be on because there's going to be a massive transfer of wealth. And the sad thing is what you're going to see is all these baby boomers, they're going to lose their money. And when you take a look at the stock market right now, even though it's starting to bounce back up again, I guarantee you that thing's going right back down again. 
I think what you're seeing right now is what they call like a, uh, I think it's called a dead, dead cat balance or something like that, or a dead. They were dead saying that there's going to be a, like a double dip or something along those lines. For sure. It's, I, I think it's going to go down below 18,000. I don't know. I don't have a crystal ball by any means, but I just don't see it continuing to go back up. And especially well, when they're talking that they're going to keep us locked in for the next few months. Yeah. Well, right now they're saying till like mid-May. But yeah. here's the thing is that they're, I think part of it is they're going to tell us that so that we're like, okay, we see some light at the end of the tunnel. It's not that far-fetched. And it might be longer. And it might, you know what? And it might not. I don't have a crystal ball. But it's quite interesting because like last time that we spoke, it was yeah. like the beginning of April that they were going to do this for. Mm-hmm. And we're like, it's for sure going to be longer. They just don't want to scare us. They don't want to like have us panic. They want us to like behave like little sheep and be like, okay. Well, I think we said that, right? We're like, okay, you're going to do another two weeks, then another two weeks. Now I think they said 28 days. And and look, you know what? I haven't even turned on the news for the last, I don't even know how long it's been. I swear it's got to be like at least six or seven days. So I'm kind of out of it. The last thing I heard was they were talking about Doug Four was saying they're going to do like 28 days or something like that. Okay, so, so that was like so days ago. Was, how long ago was it? That was a couple days ago. Was it okay? Have they have they actually now said yes they're doing that? But again, so I'm not watching news. Yeah. I'm just getting this stuff come through WhatsApp. <laughs> it's important <laughs> enough so to make itself too. But you know, I don't even listen. I don't even have cable anyways. But I I just look on um you know that app Flipboard. Anyways, you like just mm-hmm. articles and all the newest articles. That's yeah, what yeah yeah. So okay. And so is it, has it been confirmed though that they are locking us down for that long? Yeah. 28 days. Yeah. They should call it 28 days later. Remember that movie? Remember I, that I, movie? There's definitely going to be some movies made of this whole thing for sure. Yeah. Conspiracy theories, but like all, there's going to be tons of movies for sure. On yeah. all this chaos. You know what's interesting now is, um, so I heard Trump has cut off funding to the who. Yeah. That's a very interesting move. I wonder I wonder what's happening there. What is it like 500 million that they pay? Well, it's because okay, so here's what is being is said. It, is this a conspiracy theory? No, I think it's actually kind of true. Oh, okay, so Is it? Okay, so, cool. So the virus was created in a lab, not as a malicious thing, but just they were trying to test some things and like have some precautions. Okay. Anyways, so the virus got out of control, and I'm probably not even saying the story properly, so you guys do your homework. Yeah. But the guy got it from the test, and he was, like, doing the lab work on it. And then he went into the wet markets, and then he spread it around. But originally, he was, like, testing, and he was, like, looking for, like, different things, and, and he was just, a, like, a lab worker. So mm. he was – so it's kind of interesting. And then, and then the WHO decided to not make it as a big – you know, a big deal. And they tried to keep it hush hush. And so again, I don't have all the facts cause I don't want to be all in it, but like, that's what, that's what I know anyways for, for what I know. Yeah. You know, and the interesting thing as well too, is that the who still allowed China to allow planes to leave and go to other countries when they'd known about it for, for well, I don't know how long it was a, problem, a good, right. That's- Exactly the issue is that they they tried to cover it in the sense and they didn't really ring the alarm bells when they should have and they yeah. tried to like patch it up and now, now look hindsight is always twenty twenty right you can you can you know look back at it and say well okay they should have done this and they should have done that right but you know when you look back at it you can always say okay yeah this is where they went wrong but at the time I don't know I mean you know I've heard some people say well this is close to being an act of war. 
where they they allowed the rest of the country, the rest of the world, to be destroyed economically. Now I don't know, you know, but uh, but there's obviously something going on where you know there's a reason why Trump is not, uh, or you know, have cut off funding, right? But uh, yeah, now we're going down to some pretty serious uh, <laughs> rabbit rabbit holes there for sure. And, and the U.S. is their their biggest funder too. They spend the most, or they give the most. So, oh really? Okay. It's going to be interesting. I mean, here's the thing. At the end of the day, I guess we should probably stick to real estate investing. <laughs> <laughs> I know we're going off. We're going off track here. But you know what? It's, it's interesting to talk about it. Yeah. Because look, you know what? I am not hearing anybody within our space and within our realm kind of talk about this stuff, right? And I get it because it's not it's not an easy subject. To, touch on without having people look at you potentially around you and say, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? You don't even know what you're talking about. But well, a conspiracy theory is only a conspiracy theory until it becomes real. Here's right? my thing is, is I like to look at all sides and then base my opinion. Just like, you know, if you're listening to this at home, look at other sides and then base your opinion. Like my opinion isn't necessarily the correct opinion. Gary's opinion isn't necessarily the correct one. Make your opinion based on the facts, but like look at more than just what the government is saying. And hopefully, 100%. hopefully my, I think my biggest concern is that we're in this till September, till October, and then they force us to get a vaccine. I think that's the biggest, my biggest concern. And then in the meantime, they fuck up the whole economy. And then all of, like, Canada is comprised of small businesses. Like, that, what, that is what makes our country go. Well, you know? look, yeah, yeah. And hey, look, you touched on a really good point there because if you know that there's a game being played, right, well, then you have a chance to understand the game. And if you can understand the game, then you have a chance to win the game. And the only way you can understand the game is to understand every aspect of it. So you have to look at everything. And that's what I do, um, you know, because if you if you don't know the rules or you don't know what's happening here, there, the, the punch that knocks you out is a punch that you don't see coming. Mm-hmm. And so they always say, never let a crisis go to waste. And so then you have to look at, is there something else that's happening here? It could just be a virus, 100%. And maybe that is the highest percent of the whole entire game. However, what if 5% there's something else that's happening? And so you should at least know and understand it so that you can be prepared, right? Mm -hmm. As opposed to being knocked off your feet and not know what's happening. And so I'm looking at every angle. I'm looking at the best way to look after myself and my family. And, and anybody else that wants to, to listen to me. And that's why I'm doing more of the webinars. That's why I'm doing more of the podcast. I actually did an incredible podcast. Uh, and, and I know it's very controversial. It's Stefan Arneo. Mm-hmm. And what an interesting conversation we had. Now, do I believe everything that he says? I don't. Is there lots of things in there that he says that I agree with 100%? I respect him, but just because I respect him doesn't mean I have to agree with everything that he says. Right, of course. So And so now... He's given me another view of here are things that could potentially happen. And I'm like, cool. Now, I can do whatever I want to do with that information, but at least I'm aware of it. At least you have another point of view. Like, so part of like what I'm angry at is that there's so much control being dictated Mm -hmm. to us. And 
one of the things that I heard is that they're planning on removing the content online that is fake news. But fake news is all the controversy. Fake news is all of the conspiracy. Fake news is thinking outside the box. <sighs> I don't know. Is this another way of control? That would like that is something I like literally just read today. Well, well for sure. Look, they would if you are trying to control the world or control the news and the information that goes out to everybody, and you know that now the news media is not getting as much play as podcasts mm -hmm. or social media, well, then how do you control it? You have to police it and say it's fake news, right? And, uh, and then, but, but then who says and dictates that that's fake or not fake? It doesn't matter. Let me look at the information. Let me decide if I think this is bullshit or if I think it's relevant, relevant information that I can use. Exactly. And you should be able to view other sides. And the fact that they're trying to say, we want to make a law against these, this fake news and being able to remove it. What is this, China? Exactly. And that's, that's where it feels like it's moving to. There's a, a great uh, podcast that I listen to, Brian, Brian Rose. I don't know if you know him, London Real. Really, really good. And uh, he had somebody on his show. And he's, done in, he's been around for a number of years incredible in guests that he's had on there okay from mindset to wealth building to uh, robert kiyosaki real estate investor, like everybody mm -hmm. anyways he had somebody that came on david ike i heard him about that guy talking very high controversial stuff mm -hmm. and they took it down and now they're threatening to essentially ban him from youtube ridiculous because he had one guy on that was talking about some controversial things in regards to um, the 5G network and, you know, why they shut down the whole entire world. It was, it's a little, but it, I mean, look, it was, it was very good content. Some of the stuff I don't believe in, but other stuff was like, hey, it's, that's, that's, that's actually really eye-opening. And that's exactly what he's saying. It's like, it's free speech. Yeah. When you but start infringing. Enough, like the truth actually coming out. Right. Once you start infringing on that, then you're now you're moving into, again, where, where we are right now, which is, you call it what you want, martial law. Yeah. Right? Draconian law. Guys, it's a, just, here's the thing. Whatever you believe in, just, just think outside the box, look at all opinions, look at all options. I mean, here's the thing. It can only go so much longer where we're all in social isolation until we start really starting to question more raise red flags i wonder if i wonder if people thought they were tuning in to listen to real estate investing they're going to be terribly shocked okay i will say here's the thing i am so happy i'm a real estate investor right now because if i lost my job i'd still be fine i think that is the key and i've been super picky with how i screen my tenants and how i find my tenant i, I think that's the one thing we have control of in ontario yeah. but we would not be where we are today if it wasn't for real estate investing. I mean, Matt's job is pretty secure. My job, I don't know. I mean, right now I still have a job, but I, at the end of the day, real estate helps us get through this. If it lasts six months, if it lasts a year, like we'll get through it. What yeah. about you? 
For me, yeah, we're fine. We're, we're, we're fine. I mean, you know, we we offloaded a couple properties last year, and we just sold uh, two this year, one last week, and one this week. So we're fine, you know, and we, we can weather this for a while. Uh, and uh, and really, what we want to do now is again to get to help to kind of continue to educate anybody that's willing to listen to say this is still the best place to be. I agreed. It's real estate because you feel it, you can touch it, it's tangible, it's not going anywhere and people always need somewhere to live, good times or bad times, no matter what. Even more so now when you're stuck to your house and you have to work from home, live and work in one spot. Exactly, yeah. So it's super, super safe. At least that is my belief. I, I, I wouldn't touch the stock market. You know, take a look at back in 2008, just before that big crash, Warren Buffett, I think he was sitting on like 60 billion cash. And right now he's sitting on, I think like 120 something billion cash. There are certain signs that you have to take a look at. And so if somebody like that is on the sidelines, then do you feel safe sitting in the stock market? I wouldn't be. However, are there going to be buying opportunities? Sure. I'm sure there will be eventually, but uh, I would want to sit and wait and watch for a little bit longer before, before I jumped in. Cause I just don't think that that thing's going back to 30,000 anytime soon. Now, again, I can be completely wrong. I am not the smartest guy in the world. Anybody that's listened to this fact check, everything that I said, because <laughs> you know, I'm not a historian. I, I just read a couple articles here and there. And then I just try to position myself to the best of my ability. But everyone's going to need a place to live. Mm-hmm. Paper assets, you can take them or you can leave them. I mean, they're good and some people do well with them. Um, yeah. For me, like I said, I like being in control and I feel like with real estate, you have that control. It's like a physical asset and you get paid in my, many, many, many more ways than just the stock going up in value or dividends. Um, and I think that's the big piece is that for the long term, I, I fully believe real estate's the way to go. For sure. Uh, Just as long as you don't over leverage yourself. And, yes. and I know that it's difficult in the beginning. And it's easy for me to say that now. But, you know, when I first started, I was I was over leveraged, you know, because it, it's when you're when you're building that that's part of what you do. And then once I understood the dangers of being over leveraged, that is when I started understanding, you know, other people's money and doing more joint ventures. Right. So you got to be careful of being over leveraged. The other thing as well, too, and take a take a look at where we are right now. So go to 2008. And now we're at 2020. So 12 years went by. That was a phenomenal party. OK, so when we get out of this, keep in mind that eventually we will hit something hard. Maybe not as hard as this, because this is a super this is a big one, but we will hit something hard again. So it, things happen in cycles. People thought this party was going to keep on happening forever and ever. And I get it. I want to, I said, I want the party to go on forever as well, too. 2017 was like somebody hitting the light switch at one <laughs> o'clock in the morning, you know, and then somebody turned it back off. That was almost like a bit of a warning shot. Right. And, and so, you know, I didn't think it was going to be COVID-19 that was going to hit us. To no, I was thinking like, this. I was thinking September, October with the new reelection in the U S we would have mm-hmm something and I wasn't thinking this I mean it's just a few months prior but I was thinking September October of 2020 we are due there's ups and downs and I mean this is why you plan for every cycle of the market the ups and the ups we're gonna have a party again 
right? Like it's probably going to start in 2021. <laughs> for sure. But we're going to have a party again. And, and the thing is, is that if you buy for the long term and you buy on cash flow, you are going to be able to take the ups and downs. Do not buy on appreciation because this is when you get your, you know, unfortunately your ass handed to you. Exactly. So buy, it doesn't have to be thousands of dollars of cash flow. Like just buy some cash flow. Like at least make sure your rent covers everything that you need to pay and then gives you a little bit of money at the end of the day. You get your mortgage pay down, you get your appreciation over time in 10 years from now. This shit won't matter. But at the end of the day, you know, there's going to be some amazing opportunities and every downturn, this is where people get rich. This is where people build their wealth. Look for the opportunities. They are not here yet as of, this is recording April 16th, 2020. I haven't seen a ton of opportunities, but there will be a ton of them. Guaranteed. 100%. Again, what I said earlier, the largest transfer of wealth is about to happen. This is going to probably be larger than the Great Depression. You know, and so unfortunately, some people are going to be very sad and hurt. And, uh, and I feel bad for the baby boomers, especially with them, got their money all tied up in that stock market. But, you know, it's unfortunate, right? It's unfortunate because a lot of people just didn't have financial education. But you can say, well, Gary, well, just because I was in the stock market, and I didn't have financial education. It's not my fault. Well, then maybe you should have diversified a bit more. Because look, I, I, I got hit hard in the stock market too when I used to be in it. I got hit hard in currency trading. I got hit hard in um, commodity trading. And then once I saw the home that I lived in and what it had done over the course of six or seven years, I'm like, what if I had like three or four of these? Yeah. Just three or four. Even one more. Just even one more would completely change my life. If only about one more, I didn't start smart home choice. None of that stuff. Just one more. Even today, I'd still be fine. Yeah, absolutely. Real estate's the way to go, 100%. Gary, where can listeners reach out and find out more about you? So if they want to learn more about me, they can go to smarthomechoice.ca. They can also uh, tune into my podcast that's on iTunes and Spotify, Stitcher. Just search in Real Talk with Gary. And, And if they really want to, they can reach me by email as well too, Gary at smarthomechoice.ca. Amazing. Gary, it's been a pleasure having you. And uh, thanks for being a recurring guest on the show and sharing like your opinions. And I think it's important to, you know, this is the kind of podcast I enjoy doing because we're just drinking some wine, talking about yeah. what, we believe in, what we don't believe in, the shit that's going on around us. We're not sugarcoating it. And sorry if we offended anybody, but at the end of the day, we're real people with like opinions and, <laughs> and we like sharing those on the platform. So Gary, thanks for being on the show. You're welcome. And listen, I'll end it with this. Even though there is a major crisis that's going on, the larger or the bigger crisis is actually happening in your head. And so if you can work on that, if you can fix that, then you can definitely work through the crisis that's happening outside. Well said. Thanks, Gary. All right. No problem. Take care. Hey guys, just want to take a quick moment and introduce you to a key member of my power team. Dylan Suter is my realtor who's been working very hard to find me amazing deals. And Dylan, I'm a big proponent in working with realtors that are investors. And Dylan is truly an investor. Welcome Dylan. And thank you so much for being a sponsor. Tell us a little bit about yourself. 
Well, I want to first thank you for having us as a sponsor. We're really grateful to be working with you and all of the support you've given us over the past couple of years. So thank you so much for that. And our focus as Elevation Realty is to focus our attention primarily on real estate investors that are looking to replace their active income with a passive income and go enjoy what they like most, such as time with the family or up at the cottage, whatever it may be. So what we do is we focus our attention on creating a plan specific for each client, whether that is something they want to have five properties in five years and be able to sit on them for 10 years and then sell them and retire on the the equity. Or if they're looking to scale their portfolio and retire in the next 12 months, we can look at doing that as well through joint ventures or Airbnb short-term rentals. We can talk through buildings, buy, renovate, refinance, single family purchases, and the list goes on. That's awesome. Now, Dylan, if people wanted to reach out and get help from you, where can they go? They can check us out online at www.elevationrealty.ca, E-L-E-V-A-T-I-O-N, realty.ca, or they can email us at info at elevationrealty.ca, Give us a call or text at 905-592-4220 or check us out at The Right Club or other meetup groups that we're usually at as well. Amazing. Thank you so much, Dylan. It is awesome working with you as always. And now back to the show. Thanks so much for listening to Where Should I Invest with your host, Sarah Larby. Make sure to listen in next time. We'll catch you on the next episode of Where Should I Invest.